Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 115. And today I'm excited to have on longtime uh, follower of the show and uh, uh, ap- uh, basically being in the same building and i uh, got some stories to tell, uh, Jake Hammond, the director of purchasing over at Meds Cafe. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. Excited for it. Uh, Back back today. Thanks for holding it down last week, guys. Uh, Kevin, uh, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Um, glad to be back on the show. Last week was uh, a little chaotic, and uh, sorry I couldn't make it, but uh, glad you guys kept it rolling without me. I'm excited to have Jake on the show. Jake's become a, a real good friend of mine. He's done a ton of stuff to help me out uh, over the last uh, year or two, and uh, I'm very appreciative for all that he's done for me. And so uh, I'm glad that he's he's getting the credit that he finally deserves. I've been asking Ryan to bring him on the show for, I don't know, a couple months now. So I'm glad that we've been able to clear the schedule, got Jake on the show, and <laughs> looking forward to talking to him. Appreciate that. Right. Tom. <clears throat> hey, what up? Oh, it's it's cold. cold. It's cold up here, man. Fall is definitely here. And I'm also excited to have Jake on the show. Awesome. Can't wait all to hear tur- some stories about you guys sharing the same building. Yeah. How, have all the tourists left your area? Uh, they never really completely leave, but for the most part, yeah. All right. All right. And then Nate, uh, what's going on, Nate? A uh, little technical difficulties earlier, but uh, I think we're good. Yep, yep. I was the problem child today, but things are going good. It's great to see Jake on the show. It's been awesome working with him. Um, he's been an integral part of a lot of teams and absolutely awesome to see him kind of uh, you know, have his you know, next step in the industry and it's uh, it's definitely a little bit of a this building such a unique situation where people walk in there's just a lot of cannabis stuff going on and you never you can all be at a different table and everybody's kind of doing their own thing so it's cool so glad to have you on thanks Nate cool well, I want to give uh, uh, Jake the proper introduction. First time on the show. Uh, first time I met uh, uh, Jake, uh, Josh, uh, we were over in the old building down the street in, uh, in Washington, and uh, I just started Redemption. And uh, Josh, uh, Josh uh, Covert came and said, hey, this, uh, I'm going to meet Jake. He just came in here. He's a student at MSU and uh, stopped by and met him and then afterward josh was like yeah he knocked on the door um he must have you researched josh or researched uh what was going on and i know you didn't know that redemption was there and uh you basically just came in and said hey i want to work for free what can i do and uh um you know uh you impressed josh right off the get-go which you know isn't easy to do so i was like yeah i'll talk talk to him and he just started showing up and uh um, you know, little did we know you, uh, you know, uh, very educated guy, hard worker, and had already done a lot in the uh, cannabis space uh, in the caregiver market. So um, that kind of just things got going. Uh, uh, we started a company, me, you, and Josh, Michigan Cannabis Contractors, and we have one of our clients, Tom Beller, on the show even uh, today. And uh, Two it was great, you know. Well. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, Kevin as well. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, um, 
That was cool. It was a cool experience. Uh, you know, me and Josh didn't have to worry about anything. We just let you run the show, and uh, you know, so I knew you're a responsible guy. And then uh, after that, uh, that make much sense uh, anymore with the way the market was going and hand trimming is, uh, you know, becoming a thing of the past. Uh, um, you know, uh, you, you came in, you started doing uh, whatever needed to be done at Redemption, whether that's go grab money uh, from someone that's uh, donating to the foundation, doing a vendor day. Um, anything really, so uh, I can always count on you, and that was nice. Now you can, you know, since then, um, you know, you've taken the, uh, um, you've taken the, uh, you know, the role of purchaser at Meds Cafe, and you know, Josh uh, Covert uh, left Covert Law. James is still here in the office, uh, running it with Johnny, but uh, you know, and he's the CEO of Meds Cafe, and you know, Redemption has a great relationship, and. Uh, you know, uh, you got you, you got into there, and you you worked your way up to uh, to buyer. So uh, you know, uh, I like to pick on you a little bit because you uh, maybe were uh, more of a um, a position before where people weren't as happy to see you coming. But now, uh, you know, there's just tons of people coming in and out of here. You're interviewing a lot of people. Looking forward to ask you some questions on that. So. Um, yeah. With that, why don't uh, you give us your background, where you grew up, how you ended up in, in cannabis? I just told a little bit about it, and then I wanted to hear about what your like the process you did to decide to come into covert law and ask to work for free. Like what what research and, and why did you decide to do that? It's, it's Absolutely, good for young um, people to hear out here. Definitely. So at the time, I was twenty. Um, I had just, you know, really taken a hold of uh, my life in college, trying to be ambitious with my career, knowing that, you know, college isn't going to be around forever. I'm going to have to do something out of school. Um, so I, at the time, I really wanted to be a lawyer. I saw what Josh was doing when it came to can, uh, cannabis defense and cannabis licensing and his work with, um, you know, Freebree and all that kind of good stuff um, and, and fighting the other side of the drug war. So I definitely was impressed by Josh. Um, my background personally with cannabis, I was introduced to cannabis at a young age, um, just smoking with my brothers, uh, you know, very fond memories. Um, and, uh, you know, it is not dawn on me, you know, every day that I get to uh, work with you guys and, you know, have great mentors in space like Josh and uh, Ryan and, and all of you guys on the on the call. So definitely, you know, really appreciated the opportunity to, you know, work in cannabis and, and work my way up from, you know, being an intern with Josh at the uh, law firm and you know working with uh, my own business at my can of contractors and working with kevin and tom um and all that great stuff so eventually um as you said the the my can of contractors gig was just uh sparsely populated when it came to our clients um just just to spread out across the state and and just issues with retaining workers so it definitely was a great experience when it came to you know running my own business and and working hard at, at something i can be proud of myself but um when it came to you know growing the business and scaling the business, it wasn't necessarily feasible in today's market. Um, that being said, it definitely opened a lot of doors for me post college. Um, I was running the business as a junior and senior in college, um, and and uh, you know after college decided to accept the position working part time with Ryan at Redemption and Nate at Redemption, um, and uh, also taking the apprenticeship with Kevin at True Cannabis, which was definitely a great. Um, opportunity for me to learn industrial cannabis at a large scale. I had some previous experience working with caregiver facilities, but that was just to the extent of a basement, you know, nothing really, um, you know, nothing 
too, you know, compared to what we were really pulling off in today's license market, um, in my opinion. And I just, uh, you know, really thankful to have, have that opportunity to have worked with Kevin as an apprentice. But eventually, um, around the same time as I started working with Kevin and Ryan, I also started working with Mez Cafe, who owns four dispensaries and, and is uh, ran by Josh Covert, our CEO. And uh, also run out of the same building as you mentioned, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful and blessed to to be able to you know work full time for them and and be in a you know a, a work setting that is um, you know aligned with what I think you know cannabis is as a as a medicinal uh, plant that you know the consumer should have access to at, at incredibly uh, good prices, but also good quality. Um, so I'm happy to uh, you know go in further about how I'm trying to curate great products for all of our consumers at Meds Cafe, and, and um, you know just just working with great people in the industry like Kevin, uh, Ryan, you know, Nate, Tom, everyone. Just just really thankful to uh, to be able to go to work every day. That's um, pretty awesome. So I I hear a lot of uh, chatter out there right now, like. Uh, you know, when I got out of prison, like I was willing to like do anything. I was working for free. I had to make people money. Like I needed to come back, and I always took the attitude as like you show you you show people, give me an opportunity. Um, you know, and a, a pretty prevailing attitude out there that I hear about is like everyone need like that's not like what I'm hearing a lot of young people say. You know, um, when I grew up, all internships were pretty much unpaid. You just did it for the ability, and now it's a know people don't believe in that um you know it's not easy but uh you you did come in and you said let me uh let me work for free and show you what i can do so um i've always said that's one way to get a lot of people's attention um you know and and a foot in the door um otherwise um so it's a good point to make but i do want to hear so like ever since you took in the job over it's been i think we've had more appointments in this office than we ever had before so uh it's been been awesome to see a lot of great companies coming through what uh what have uh you know since you've taken the job you've really uh jumped into it mm -hmm. what's what's your system what are you looking for how are you contacting people and uh, you know what's kind of your decision making process i definitely love to work with the you know legacy operator operators that have been doing it for a while um that's definitely something i'm looking to do but with regards to bringing in appointments and, and working with clients directly you know it's definitely better to have a face-to-face -face interaction with people and know exactly what their intentions are because you do kind of see people you know play their cards at the end of the sales meeting you know if you you know start going into how you feel about the consumer and how you want to um you know provide quality products sometimes some people are not necessarily aligned with you and, and would rather you know pass on quality you know products that potentially are you know malfunctioning but that's just because their views about the consumers aren't necessarily aligned with ours at Mets Cafe so definitely being able to connect with people directly and knowing you know where they stand in, in regards to viewing cannabis medicinally and you know not taking advantage of a cash crop grab um, you know all that kind of good stuff. So meeting people directly is super important to me. Seeing their grows super important to me. Knowing that they're not remediating their product once they harvest and all that kind of good stuff. You know, you really only get that kind of interaction once you talk to them. You know, people can have scripts on the on the phone and and kind of get away with things if you don't actually do your due diligence with regards to uh, bringing in products into the store. Yeah, that's. I mean, what an interesting, what a crazy time to to get the job. I mean, you've been around the market and you heard us talk about it. You've been you pay attention to um, what prices have been all the way through, um, just because that's something you know. I think you're interested in, and we we uh, we talk about it uh, mm -hmm. in this office. Everybody does. Um, 
but you you jump you you're in. Um, you know, uh, prices really didn't go up this summer like previous years in the past. They stayed the same and even went down some. And then now, um, you know, I can personally feel it. And from listening, um, people are uh, some people are uh, buying a little less. Others aren't. But then there's a lot of people that are not. Also, some stores aren't buying because until they make sure they have their taxes paid. So that's um. I think that's the biggest part of Croptober um, mm-hmm. is stores stop buying. Some stores that maybe were big purchases just hold back. And then they, some stores will, will leverage people then and try to take advantage of them when they're really hurting in a month and panicking. So what, mm-hmm. do, you, what, what, what do you feeling out there from the, uh, the um, vendors? You know, is, uh, what, what, are they uh, getting a little pushier? Do they feel desperate? Or you know, is it just kind of... It's definitely you know, hurting um you know from a vendor's perspective uh based on what i can tell just because of how much growing is going on in the market how many licenses are in the market how many plants are being grown um you know i I can't confirm this but i had someone approach me the other day saying that there was more active growing license than retail licenses and again i can't confirm that but there's certainly a lot of product on the market and um you know we definitely want to work with people who have worked with us in the past and had our back in the past and you know you know are in it for the right reasons. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to provide really great pricing to the consumer that is accurately reflecting of what we're buying it for because we, you know, we know in this office well that the price of cannabis is cheap on the wholesale market, but you wouldn't necessarily know that by going into some of these shops and seeing, you know, $40 deli style eighth still that, you know, aren't necessarily what the market is um, purchasing it on a wholesale based on what I can see. So like uh, on that note, Meds Cafe does 40 plus options in all stores at 20 bucks an eighth. Um, so, you know, we're really trying to be affordable to the average consumer in all of our markets. Yeah, Jake, um, you know, when you came and started working with me, um, you know, when somebody says like, hey, I want to come over and volunteer my time and kind of learn the industry, like, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, this guy just wants to hang out, smoke weed and be cool. Right. And that's what he thinks is cool. Right. Uh, that was the complete opposite of what you did. You know, when you when you came into my facility, um, yeah, you started doing, um, you know, uh, deleafing and defoliating and, and helping with lollipopping and things like that. But immediately I realized that um, you had so much more ambition than just doing that gardening work. And, and you um, asked me questions constantly about the the intricacies of the business and about the the market and, and price mm-hmm. points and different products and things like that. And I, I commend you for, for taking that approach and coming in um, and knowing that, that you weren't going to make a ton of money at this particular moment on this, but at the same time you were educating yourself moving forward and, and, and learning the culture. And, and, and I respect the hell out of you for... Um, for not coming in and, and, and saying, you know, I want to be in marijuana. Let me go to the biggest corporate company and, and make as much money as I can in the marijuana business. You focused in on the little guy and, and respected the culture part of it, which I think is so ultra important in, in, in this, in this world, right. That we're, that we're in right now. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy for you that you, that you've been able to get, um, the position over at Meds Cafe. Again, you're, you're continuing to learn and then you're bringing, 
um, new things to to Meds Cafe that maybe they hadn't thought about, you know, and 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 going out and touring those facilities, um, you know, when we're we're talking about that. It, it just it cracks me up because I, I remember you coming back from one of your one of your trips and you told me that, dude, you will not believe what I just saw. These people are fertilizing their plants with, and I was like, well, what is it? And he's like, dude, they've got a live alligator in their building. I'm like, what are you talking about, a live alligator? You know, and he starts to tell me the story about how these people are literally feeding their plants alligator poop right who would have ever thought alligator poop would be the thing that you would grow plants with but jake found it somewhere and uh you know i, I just think that it's it was, it was really cool to to see um that you that you had you know at a young age you had the time to go out and and invest in yourself and learn learn about new stuff i, I don't think ryan or myself or, or tom you know we kind of all were just learning on the fly and never really had that that time to dedicate to to learning the craft and and I, I think that's really cool what you did but um tell us some of the stories that you that you ran into on the on the road and, and maybe uh, tell us a little bit about the gator thank you for your uh, kind words that you know means a lot to me the gator ponics you know i'm glad you brought that up was a story that i heard i didn't personally see personally but i can certainly vouch for it because there is pictures and documentation of it but it wasn't a state license grow it was a personal use grow where they were keeping an alligator in the facility and feeding their 12 plants the runoff from the alligator feces um and they, he said it was, he was vouching for it tremendously and he, he told me jake if i tell you this you can't run with it so i got you know I, i'm kind of on the spot now where the public now knows gator ponics is the truth so you know if you you know look into a get that extra scale, edge in today's market you know maybe consider grabbing a gator sorry for letting the cat out of the bag i thought you know being that everybody there's people that are using tilapia and stuff i thought it was kind of maybe common knowledge but you know what if i get a pigeon and start doing that you know like i don't want anybody telling anybody yeah no it was definitely uh hell of a hell of an experience here in that one but um you know going into grows is just super important seeing what they're doing to their plants you know they treat their plants or mistreat their plants for that matter um you know that's the quickest you know giveaway or get our foot in the door to our store you know what i mean if, if you mistreat your plants and that goes all the way back to the mechanic contractors days but if you mistreat your plants we're not going to work with you it's that simple yeah, it's good to see that stuff on the on the back end. I mean, everybody talks a big game, but when you get to their facility and see what's actually happening, it's, it's sometimes can be a completely different story. Oh, they like a little, uh, you know, low stress training though. Ball Definitely. gag, some whips, <laughs> some metal bit. music, right? <laughs> awesome. Hey, Jake. Um, again, I'd like to echo everything everybody said. You've done a great job with everything. Can you guys hear me? Okay, I've had to, I've been having weird mic issues all. Let me see if I can get it figured out. Tom, go ahead. Let me start juggling. <laughs> I can. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> Tom's got all. So the Jake, yeah, um, I'll, uh, I'll jump in here. I got a, another question. Um, so, what are your, uh, you know, obviously, um, uh, you are young. Um, uh, and, you know, what, what are you thinking? Obviously, you know, uh, Meds Cafe is a great company. I mean, they could be around for 20 years. They could be around for, for three years and sell for a lot of money. Who knows? I don't, nobody knows what's going to happen with anything. You know, do you have um, future, you know, ideas of what you're um, thinking about doing after that or any, like, major, major goals out there? Or are you just going to kind of keep riding it and see what, uh, what, what comes to you? Well, definitely all about, you know, 
having the right goals in mind, right? So like when I walked into Josh's office, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, at a certain point, I wanted to be a, you know, a breeder of plants where I'm you know curating really good lineages and all that stuff like that. I'm super happy with the job I got right now. So it's hard to you know find the next goal necessarily, but definitely looking to expand the business, looking to you know bring on more stores online, trying to work with you know more partners that you know are, are seeing the plan for the right reasons and all that good stuff you know it, it would be naive to think that there aren't opportunities on the horizon in different states but you know i'm definitely open to work with you know excellent partners building great teams you know working you know with with people for the right reasons in the industry that's that's the number one key um and just you know adapting the goals as they uh you know get achieved and and uh you know as time passes so definitely continue to stay ambitious i turned 24 yesterday and i'm super you know blessed to be working in this industry so just just thankful and, and continuing to strive forward yeah that's that's a good lesson um just uh, you know like uh i just uh a habit to get into is just whatever you're, you know you're doing like just do your best at it, um, you know. Not worry about the future. Um, stay in the moment and do it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't learn that till I was cleaning bathrooms in prison, and I, I took that approach there. And then I like it became a habit, and I used to not do that. And uh, it really changed, you know, the way you know things work for me. So that you're you're hitting on a lot of points there. So um, you know, great attitude, yeah, and like get make the most of this great opportunity and learn as much as you can and you know run with it so that's pretty awesome am i coming through any better it's good okay all right cool uh yeah i've been having weird mic issues all day today so uh no jake as like i said i wanted to echo everything that everybody else has said um and one thing i you know like to ask you is you said you, you started this process when you were 20. um what advice would you, you know, we've all heard it a million times of, bro, how do I get in this industry? How do I do this? What do I got to do? Right. And everybody thinks there's just a, a shortcut, an easy way to get into it without, mm -hmm. you know, putting in the work. So what, what advice would you give to people, your peers, um, you know, that butt tender that wants to take yeah. the next step? What advice would you give to them? Definitely don't be afraid to make other people money. You know, that could be the first thing that sets people apart is like, well, I don't want to do something because it's not going to come directly back, you know, full circle to me. You want to make other people money. That's how you get motion. That's how you get, you know, things going your way. So definitely don't be, you know, scared to make other people money because that's key. Also, be willing to work on the weekends, you know, show up on the weekends if you need to. Um, don't just work on Monday through Friday because, you know, obviously, that's when a lot of business does get done, but you can excel um, when everyone else is not excelling. And obviously that's something that I'm able to take advantage of as, as a young person, like you mentioned, um, you know, I don't necessarily have to go home to the wife and kids and I can you know, work my ass off. So that's something that I try to take advantage of when I have the opportunity. Awesome stuff, man. I appreciate all the hard work. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, there's sometimes when you're getting to like harvest and stuff like that, you're like begging people to come help you. And and the funny thing is, is like Jake would be over hanging out or whatever it would be. And he'd be like, Hey, when's harvest? Hey, is it cool if I come help? You know what I mean? Like it was the complete opposite with you, buddy. And, and, um, you know, my question is like, where, where does that come from? I mean, like, is it something that, you know, that you think you, you touched base in, in college when you were, when you were working towards, you know, the law degree, or do you think that was something that you learned from your parents or, or your brothers and, what, where do you where do you think you get that that drive to because it is like Ryan mentioned it's it's abnormal in today's world like everybody mm -hmm. wants to to make the quick buck and um, they want to see instant gratification 
And uh, <clears throat> you don't see that with a lot of young people. And, I, and, and, and for, for, for me, my interaction with you in, in that sense, you're an, you're an old soul in that. And, and you see the, 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 the worth in, in making an investment into something and then knowing mm-hmm. that down the road, it's going to help you out. So, uh, you know, my question is, like, where, where yeah. does that come from? I'm, I'm definitely blessed to have a great family. Um, but it's hard for me necessarily to say, like, what brings the energy out every day. Um, something I can say on that note, which is an incredibly similar note, is, you know, when... You know, let's just say there's a company coming into Michigan thinking they're going to be able to make a splash in the cannabis industry. And then they're wondering, like, oh, why doesn't it go well for me? You know, why aren't we getting the prices that we used to get? And it's like, if you're getting out hustled by someone with a backpack, you know what I mean? I'm not saying you can get it done with just a backpack, but you definitely, you know, need to have a backpack and have that hustle and get it out of you every day. Yeah, you definitely do that, dude. Um, You know, and, and for me, um, I know for Ryan, um, you know, I've always talked about, you know, we stand on those shoulders of those that came before us. Um, I had a lot of people that I looked up to um, as I was growing, uh, you know, coming up in the, in the industry. And, and it was a, a real tight community. I mean, like it wasn't public. You, you just couldn't go and, and get this information anywhere, you know. And so you had to you had to prove your worth. And then, um, you know, you had to trust in the, in the people that had more experience than you. And, and for me to, to in any way give back to someone like you has been super easy for me to do. I've had plenty of people that have come to me and like, hey, can you teach me how to grow as if like I can sit down and have a 15 minute conversation with you and teach you all you need to know. And it just doesn't work yeah. that way. I feel like um, you recognize that um, and you, you're paying your dues and you, you've done it 10 times over, in, 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 mm-hmm. at least in my eyes. Um, and so I really appreciate you having taken that approach. And, uh, and I think that that's where you get your respect moving forward. And, you know, you're a young guy, but you've got a ton of experience and a lot of people that have your back, um, you know, for you to move forward. And, um, and, and I think you're going to be really successful in this industry. And I hope things are going well over at, uh, over at Got Meds and, and doing the purchasing and stuff. That's really cool. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, I'm definitely willing to wake up early and work around people's light schedules and just trying to get in the in the garden and you know do the right thing so so what what was um how uh, kevin mentioned your family like how was uh what was their response when you said hey i'm, I'm not gonna go to law school i wanna i wanna get <laughs> in the marijuana business and they're uh, super supportive are they super awesome. supportive yeah um super blessed to have the parents i do um yeah i mean they live in a state where it's illegal they don't have access to cannabis but they come and ask me questions all the time like hey what's with these Delta eight vapes, I can go buy in my, you know, gas stations and stuff like that. So I hook them up with CBD, you know, we talk cannabis all the time, super blessed to have them and and my brothers to support me. Yeah. What are your friends back home? Uh, Has anyone else that you grew up with or around uh, gotten into cannabis in the other States? Just you. Yeah. I have a really great friend named Brady who is working in Maryland trying to uh you know make make a splash in the cannabis industry doing sales and all sorts of great stuff like that and um you know it's just medical now but they're voting on au in november yep. and um yeah, it's a market that i'm certainly paying a lot of attention to being that i grew up there awesome awesome what uh what do you think is going to happen so we always like to uh we've been talking about the market and one of the things we can do on the show is go back two years and talk about l- listen yeah. to us talk about the market um are things bottomed out? Um, obviously, there's desperation from maybe you know some growers that get down in the six, five, four, mm-hmm. and three hundreds. But uh, do you think for a lot of people, um, it, it's it's where we are where we are on on some of the skews? Mm-hmm. Well, I um, 
definitely hard to predict the prices in the future. I will say there'll probably definitely be a lot of mergers and consolidations in the next two years. I'm hoping that they, um, you know, with those mergers and acquisitions come more educated consumers and not necessarily just people falling for gimmicks by bigger and bigger companies. Um, mm-hmm. That's important. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they, you know, make sensible tax policy with regards to 280. I'm hoping eventually they can start allowing interstate, you know, sales of cannabis. Um, but I'm certainly not optimistic in the next two years for those two things. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, hoping that craft growers can still get, you know, what their pounds are worth in, on today's market. And, you know, the, you know, potentially might not necessarily be reflected uh, with the way that people purchase based on THC percentages and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I definitely hope that, you know, there's still a market for craft growers and people who are growing great cannabis and that they aren't squished out by, you know, people who just have enough burn money to last them to 2030. Well, we need to develop some standards and new metrics of quality that are measurable and uh, add these as options and get the education through instead of this uh, THC based uh, and, and price based you know, purchase mindset to actually introduce you know, real data and real measurable <clears throat> things like color, trichome density, things of that nature, you know, things that we can actually measure and have a standard made and then the labs can can measure and then that can be added to the list of things that in addition to knowing the potency or the the percentage of alcohol in your drink there's also these other like color metrics you know with tequilas and things there's uh, you know there's so many other ways that we can be looking at it but if we just keep accepting and uh this uh right this thc based mindset um you know we're going to be stuck with it until we we have to change the the narrative yeah well, I just want to put on record so that we did talk about that um, since we are talking about it. I do, I honestly think for, um, for like redemption in general, like talk on talk on my brand, but I think we're there. I think we're pretty much, I think it's, it's not getting any lower. Um, um, and I do, I do feel like there's been a baseline. I saw some stuff happen in the market where um, there was a while there, there was a bunch of good growers that were way, way back piled and they were selling $800 pounds and it was a great flower. Um, all of a sudden something happened where nobody can find it anymore. Um, they made it through and there's a lot more sales going on on the bulk side between a thousand and, and 12, 13, 1400 again. And some of those guys were at 800 to move it fast. And I keep hearing no one can find, you can't find the good stuff at that. So there is at least at some point, like with the really crappy stuff you can get for six or 500, they drew a line in the sand, um, the, the actual market did. So I'm optimistic. I don't know if that means it's gonna, you know, stay there, but I, I do think it will for for some. So that's that's my point on it. I'd like to hear, I don't know what, uh, you know, maybe what Kevin and Tom have to think about the market right now or any predictions too. We're actually having a hard time keeping flour on the shelves. Um, it's- we're pretty much sold out in a few days. So I think our pricing is where it needs to be. I think usually that's the indicator, uh, you know, relationships, you know, you're right. You know, a lot of mergers and acquisitions probably happening this year, but uh, people can play games all they want. If, if you have a consistent product that is quality and it's, you know, at a $20 eighth, you know, a $50 ball or quarter or whatever, if yeah. something, you know, top nugs or whatever, you know, that's, that's great for the consumer and the hit price points that, you know, the craft industry can actually 
still be profitable and, and that model doesn't fall to the wayside of the mass produced, you know, like Anheuser-Busch of weed um, controlling everything sold through weed Walmarts, you know, and that's, we just, we have to prevent that and the consumers have to not purchase things that way. And I, I, as far as I can tell, and it's hard, you know, crystal ball's broken, but I think that we're about it, we're where we need to be right now. And uh, we're definitely not increasing pricing, you know, using all the traditional, you know, economic models to, you know, take the take over reason, you know, um, and, you know, heading into Croptober. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, who knows, maybe there's enforcement happening of things. And I mean, hopefully they'll be going after the players that are not playing by the same set of rules. And when we decided to enter the licensed market yeah. from an illegal market, I keep telling the CRA, the last ones you need to worry about are the ones like we're jumping in and, you know, we're all in, but it's not fair. Like the tables are, you know, it's not a level playing field. So hopefully there's some enforcement action and things, uh, things of that coming down the pipe to hopefully uh, not incentivize the types of behavior that gets us into a market and also remove the mm -hmm. excess grower license. It is stupid. Yeah, you know, I I, <clears throat> I think it's kind of interesting, Tom. I, and and Ryan, I I don't necessarily agree with you guys that we're that uh, that that we're at the price that we're going to be for a while. I actually think that there there could be a, an upturn here <clears throat> at some point in the future. And I think it's interesting when we saw um, I saw Rick Th Rick Thompson post uh, yesterday about the uh, yep. the tax debt that the top ten um, companies in the United States have, and it, and it and it adds up to a half a billion dollars that they have in federal tax debt. And they're looking at that debt as like a cheap loan for them to keep moving their operations forward. But it also tells me that they're not making any money. These companies aren't profitable, these big companies. And I think that the strategy was to bottom out the market, which I saw they do, did in Colorado, and, and that uh, caused a lot of consolidation out there. And then they came here and tried to bottom out the market here. And all in the meantime, they're losing money. You know, so, uh, I mean, it, it, that's not a sustainable thing. They're not going to be able to continue to do that forever. And so, you know, as we see some of these big players uh, start to get out of the market, which we are starting to see, some of these guys are starting to, to get out of the market. Um, I think that we're going to actually see a bit of an upturn and then a leveling off period, um, because I don't think that um, where we're at today is sustainable long term for a really, really successful industry. And I guess that's you know my input on that. I can, I can agree with agree with all that for sure. Um, without a doubt and it is interesting you know like uh you, you that is a strategy in a lot of businesses but this marijuana just with you know legalization taking a long time 280e just think killing those huge companies too like that wasn't part kills of their, everyone man right it kills but it, was, it wasn't part of their pro especially forma. those guys yeah. yeah because they're not as efficient as as you guys you know or or us like we have to be um and the big thing is, is like uh, those companies were all built from the top down. You know, a lot of the companies that are um, making it in Michigan were built from the bottom up, you know, like, uh, you know, like because, you know, they're the growers. They were the caregivers like you guys, you know, like that's, you know, that it's a big difference in expense. And uh, you were seeing it in companies that uh, uh, in Michigan that are faltering. Um, you know, spending a lot of money on, you know, you know, high level salaries before ever, ever making a dime. So um, pretty fascinating. I, mean, I, I do. That's why I agree. I do think it's not like a regular industry where you can just try to bleed out the pricing because they're bleeding at such a high rate, you know, and if, if the small guy can figure out a way to 
to break even or make a little money and, and hold on, um, I think it is going to be, uh, you know, they have the, the little guy has a better ability to, to, to survive. So good. I don't know. We'll have to take, take a look at this episode in a year from now. Uh, it'll be fascinating. Um, starting to run a little bit, bit long. Um, I wanted to give everyone a chance to say, uh, say goodbye. Uh, start off with, uh, Nate. Always great to see uh, you know, the younger folks in the industry, you know, come up in the industry and have a lot of these opportunities. And Jake, I have no doubt you're going to you're going to be providing other young people opportunities really soon here. So keep up the good work. I'm excited to see where you go. Thanks, man. Tom, Jake, man, well deserved. You know, you kick ass. I can just I could echo everything that everyone said, but really. Um, Going to going to the grows, going to the processors, having that type of relationship with your vendors is crucial, and I, we don't see enough of that out there. So it's good to you know keep pushing that. You know we respect you and really like uh, super happy to see you in your new position. We have a lot of cool new stuff coming up that we're about to launch, so I'd love to talk to you about that and how we can how we can make a you know a racket about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, it, it's good to see you around, and we'll be talking soon. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Jake, you know, I just want to acknowledge, um, you know, it's to me, it speaks to your character when you get on the show. And the first thing you say is I want to thank Kevin and Ryan for for, you know, taking me under their wing. And and, and dude, at the end of the day, like I need to thank you like you. You came in and you've helped me immensely in uh, in some really tough situations for me. Um, and you helped me grind through some really difficult times, and um, I can't I can't be more thankful for for you coming in and putting your head down and grinding, um, and just being a sponge and learning and 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 I hear you and 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 some of the other people that I've worked around, you know, kind of repeat some of the stuff that I say, you know what I mean? And I think that that that's a, like a tip of the hat to to me and and to to, to to what I've learned along the way, and and to be able to share that with you. Um, and see you grow. Um, it's been awesome, dude. And, and you know, if there's ever anything that I can do to help you, I'm always there for you. You can't find a more honest, more trustworthy guy uh, than Jake. So um, yeah, Thanks, Jake, I, I appreciate you. I love you, brother. And uh, I hope to see you around and, and continue to hope to work with you in the future, buddy. Thanks, I love you too, man. Yeah. All right, Jake, uh, any, any final words? Absolutely, yeah. Um, just want to reiterate, like, thanks for the opportunity to work with you guys all. Like Kevin just said, like, being with Tom up in Galkaska, working with you, that was a great opportunity. And with Redemption and True Cannabis, you know, one of a kind. And, you know, can't can't reiterate how much, you know, all of you guys mean to me. So definitely thank you guys so much. Um, and just, you know, come stop into Mets Cafe if you guys are ever in Alpena, Lowell, Roger City, or Manistee. You know, we got great pricing, great products. So, helping curate a really good uh, selection. So thanks for uh, everything. And I really appreciate this. And a big shout out to Josh too, for bringing you on and uh, taking you under his wing too. Yep. And man, I, uh, you know, um, I used to call you Gramps sometimes, uh, you know, not just because of the way you were dressing, uh, but uh, you know, you're way more mature than, than me. We always joking around, probably Josh too. So it was funny, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, like it's it's refreshing. Uh, you know, all of us had a hard road uh, to get where we're at—a really hard one. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's not what people want to hear a lot. But um, you know, but uh, it's impressive. Like uh, you gave it yourself, uh, self self-inflicted harder road, just by basically go out there and, and do it and grinding and, and everything we talked about. So 
it's it's a it's a formula for uh, for success and getting things things going and. Uh, uh, it's not always easy, but uh, anyone out there that's listening and and you know, um, you know, looking for a way to get it done, uh, it's a pretty good blueprint uh, here today. So thanks for coming on, Jake, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you, guys. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncana.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.